0: Welcome to the Blooming League of Original Podcasts.
1: Good and Merry Christmas. Welcome to this extra special holiday edition of Thrush and Treasure, the Torture Chamber musical podcast that proves that musical theatre is in fact the dominant species. I'm your host, Aaron, and I'm not actually joined by Gareth this time because he's absent without leave. That's all right. We can do without him. But I'm not alone today. I'm with a guest all the way from across the other side of the Pacific Ocean. It is my absolute honor to say for two Tony Awards, our very first special guest was introduced by none other. Other than Audrey Hepburn and Angela Lansbury, Murder, She Baked. (laughs) And now she's being introduced by this scatterbrain. I'm sitting in my pyjama pants, not that you can see, but I'm on my bed in my pyjama pants, following in, in, holy shit, Angela Lansbury (laughs) and... Audrey Hepburn's footsteps. That's right. That's
2: right. Audrey Hepburn for Secret Garden, I believe. Yeah. Oh wow. So I I I
1: saw the um the romance romance one. Yeah. Um and when I saw Angela Lansbury come out and introduce you, I stopped. I said, "Hang on, I'm (laughs) about to do this. I'm some kid from Melbourne, some some dreamer from Melbourne. Oh,
2: that's
3: the other side
1: of the world. Like this is somebody whose voice has filled my surround sound system more times than I've had hot dinners. She's been a Broadway fixture for years and appeared in such hits as Wicked, The Secret Garden, plus one of my Saturday morning favourites, Ace Ventura the animated series, (laughs) and of course, she is the original gangster Trina, whose portrayal has been copied (laughs) and emulated by thousands of actresses worldwide, please give a warm traditional Aussie, G'day, how's it going,
2: to the incomparable
1: Alison Fraser, welcome to the show. Hello, it's
2: lovely to be here, lovely to be visiting Australia. my honour.
1: You know, I did
2: the first um, Australian musical to come.
1: Prod- to. Uh, Prodigal. I was going to ask you about that. Oh, yeah, um, I haven't heard Annie. it myself. Um,
2: oh, it's a lovely piece. Lovely. Is it?
1: I, I, I should yeah. hear it. Um,
2: they're the nicest people in the world, really. Hard Saint accent Brian. to do though. It is hard isn't accent. It? Oh my god, yeah. It
1: yeah. is like um
2: ultimately Dean taught it to us because it was just so difficult.
1: Well, if, if you're gonna have any teacher, it's Dean Bryant, sorry.
2: Yeah, he's so, he's something and of course that that was the first uh show that uh Christian Borle got recognized in.
1: Oh really? Oh yeah.
2: wow. Yeah, Christian was one of the young men.
1: And he was also in Falsettos recently, too.
2: Yes, he was. Well... How's that for Falsettos? Falsettos was because I invited Billy Finn to see Christian in Prodigal and and me. And I said, this kid reminds me of you when you were 19, <laughs> 20 years old when I first met you. And I think Billy just kind of fell in love with Christian's persona and talent. And, oh, it's impossible And uh, cast to. him in Elegies shortly after yeah. Prodigal. And, of course, that led to many many exciting shows and then Jim Lapine and Bill decided that he would be Marvin in the recent revival of Falsettos. So I'm I'm going to take some responsibility.
1: Good. And so you should.
2: Yeah, I think why so. not? I think Christian
1: would agree. <laughs> I like I think it's so good. My um, introduction to him was legally blonde.
2: Ah
3: right. which I went
1: in thinking I'm gonna hate this. Uh-huh. But even though I love the movie and it's Australian uh-huh. director, it's Australian humour. Oh speaking of which now first oh, i really should clarify um being yeah. australian um i and i've heard your name being said so many times and i've always heard uh-huh. fraser like That's the exactly tv what show it is.
2: It is, so it's not it Fraser. Is, it's no, it's Fraser. Okay, that's right, because yeah. we have a prim- Because you know why? The most beautiful sound in the English language is zh, Fraser. Think about I've never looked at it like that.
1: That's I thought the most beautiful sound in English language was, oh, yes, you're right. I <laughs> love hearing that. <laughs> or checks really in do. the mail. Yes, they'll tell me about it, So I don't yeah, hear yeah. it often enough. <laughs> uh, but anyways... Um, well, we, we don't have Gareth just yet. I don't know what he's doing. He's probably fallen asleep. I have no idea.
2: Oh, uh, dear. We can castigate him when he when he finally joins us. Or we could just talk about him now.
1: Yes. Oh, look, I'll, I'll, I'll do that anyway. Some of the th- horrible things I say about him before we start our podcast, <laughs> if he only knew. Actually, I'd probably say it to Maybe his Maybe he's, anyways. you know,
2: listening to In Trousers. <laughs> Maybe well, yeah, he's that's doing.
1: it. Well, I'm sure it's not his type of show, which is part of the fun of this this podcast is to give him shows that I know are going to either drive him nuts or that <laughs> are going to be about a topic like the prom being about uh, uh, gay kids wanting to go to their prom him being uh, such a he's a super mensch. he really is is such a, a good guy. he, he there's yeah. no way he can hate that and there's no way he would publicly admit to hating something like that
2: but he should he should oh oh free. yeah I no I think he, he should, should too me too. Say, ugh! I hate that show. I do it all the time, which is probably why I don't work as much as I really should. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh, ugh, that's terrible. Please, no. No, look,
1: I, I don't think you you should be afraid. Something I've been saying a lot about this is artists shouldn't be apologetic, um, and oh, people God, no. have opinions. At the end of the day. Of Different,
2: different musicals for different folks, right?
1: Exactly. That's it. Yeah. I
2: um, mean, there are, there are certain musicals that if, if I told you I really didn't like them.
1: <laughs> oh, I, <laughs> you, wanna you, I you want to know. I want to know because you want to get me started.
2: <laughs> you know, it's like, uh, I, 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 don't, I, I veer towards the, the more bizarre. Musicals. Yes. Let, let's put it that way. Like probably one of my favorite musicals of all time is uh, Michael John LaCue's "The Wild Party." Ah, Tony Collette. I, I think speaking it's of Australians, and I, I, I think that she was stunning.
3: Oh,
1: you got to Russia. see her in it.
2: I got to see her. Oh, twice twice? Oh my god. Twice, yeah. And she was absolutely stunning. And she's also, on that cast album, uh, she's killer, as is Mandy Patinkin, who, you know... Uh, Speaking of him, Sometimes I'm <laughs> down with him. You know? I worked with him in Secret Garden. Um, That's right, you did but too. But I have to say that I thought he gave one of the most brave, audacious performances I've ever seen. I mean, when he appeared in blackface when he was beating up Tony Collette and I hear he was like really doing it it's like what is this man doing on stage it's,
1: and that would not go down well today
2: <laughs> no well it didn't go down well then believe no it, I it wouldn't believe, have. I believe AEA was uh, Actors Equity was contacted but um <sighs> Uh, and of course, Michael John McCutchen. So many of his shows are just delicious. I I had the great pleasure of originating the parts of Nancy Reagan and uh, Betty Ford in Fine, his um, first daughter, first daughter, suite. And it yep. was just it was the thrill of a lifetime to originate parts in this absolutely dead-on, brilliant man's. Uh, no, I haven't heard that one yet, but I, I oh do want God, to. Oh, my God, it's so good. And is if you so? might want to have me and Mary on, <laughs> because she's in it too. She plays Barbara Bush.
1: Look, any time you want to come back, to... Alison. And, of course, Mary, it would be an honor. Because Absolutely. as our audience uh, might be wondering, why do we have such a, a classy Broadway diva on our <laughs> trashy little show? Uh, I was actually <laughs> surprised, and I can't believe I get to say this, but I'm out here. You to the world as a metalhead.
2: Yeah.
1: Oh my goodness gracious me!
2: Like if I had a choice between seeing my favorite metal band and going back in time and seeing, say, the original company of uh, Company, I would pick my band.
1: Yeah. Uh, wow. Yeah. Uh, and so I, I, would, I would be the opposite.
2: I, I think we're going to give me those sets. My band later on, right? Oh, well, oh, but my band has sets. Well, that, and yeah, that's costumes, true. They are they're very very spectacular. And theatrical. I have seen them in Concert and was blown away uh, by the theatricality, the uh, I- intellect that went into it, the you know the, the sets, the costumes. I mean, it's, it's just the characterizations, the storytelling. Um,
1: the storytelling. Uh, sorry to, to, to cut you off. Till Lindemann is a storyteller. Full stop.
2: Of course he is. Well, you know his father is, uh, yeah, and we should tell people that Till Lindemann is the frontman yeah, for yeah. the great, great. No, neue Deutsche? Is that what they call it? Yes. And, uh, uh, no, uh, I think it's called the New German or something like that. New ne- neue...
1: Deutsche Hater or something. Uh,
2: neue Deutsche. I thought it was, but anyway. Something I to that... see how terrible my German is.
3: Yeah, should... He's
2: the front man for the great, great German band Rammstein. Yes. And I love them and I think Till Lindemann is one of the greatest performers I've ever seen in my life. And um, I, I know that a lot of people can't get beyond the the sort of heavy metal vibe and also basically the preconceptions that people have about this magnificent band. But what they really are is incredibly theatrical. And as Till gets older, he is getting more and more into the storytelling aspects. And his latest videos are unbelievable it's like watching cabaret I mean, yeah,
3: it is stay. isn't it the
2: man's yeah. body is completely covered with scars because he's he's constantly hurting himself on stage i mean he, he's he got burns all over him because they use fire all the time this is the guy that would wear this gigantic coat that has flames coming out of oh, wow. it and and you know to actually be at the jones beach um the theater which is very very sort of brutalist and german looking and to see these guys in person for the first time and to see the flamethrowers you know he's a certified flamethrower so he's got these huge arrows with with spears of fire, and it's uh, it blows my mind that. the, the I, it's the most wonderful thing I've ever seen. That would, I'm, uh, I'm sounds like
1: an safe. insurance
3: nightmare.
2: It is an insurance nightmare. Yeah. And I actually think they were cited for that in a couple of places in, in America am also. Not surprised. Because they happen to be very, very um, overtly sexual. You know, they'll be yep. like a giant <laughs> penis, <laughs> you know, like a 10 a foot large penis rolling across the stage, and then confetti comes out of it at the audience. I mean, it's crazy stuff. It's just so brilliantly audacious. Yeah. All right, I'm going to about our side now.
1: Not at all familiar with them apart from Do Hust, which I would heard back in my punk days, yes. um, which I, I talk about a little bit on this show. I used to be a punk okay. with a full-on mohawk and piercings. I had my... I did my own lip 20 times. Mind Excellent. you, then I I would go to rehearsals for shows, <laughs> and the directors really couldn't take me seriously after a while, which is their, their so problem. So who, who were my.
2: your favorite punk musicians? I'm surprised you weren't more into Rammstein. So
1: let's have a look. I, I, not I, that
2: he's, not that they were punk.
1: I would say The Who, uh, probably first up. He's,
2: is a of punk, punk band.
1: They, they are the grandfathers of punk. They started it all. Uh, okay. And then I would, Talking Heads, their new wave, though. Oh, Blondie, so the B-52s. Yeah. Um,
2: My favorite and was the Elvis Costello. Oh,
1: yeah? Uh, Elvis Costello, uh, 77,
2: that? man. Turn It Up. Or awesome. Pump It Up. up.
1: Pump It Up, that's it. Pump It
2: Up. And yeah, also, of course, Allison. <laughs> he wrote this song. Uh-huh, I yeah. I know this world is killing you. So who, how can I not love
1: that? Exactly. You see, no one's yeah. writing any songs named Aaron. It sounds awful in every accent. It's <laughs> it's the most boring beige name. I've I've talked no, about I love it many the name times. Aaron. Oh no, it's it's I awful. It. Flat yeah, it, It's Aaron. the worst name. I hate it. Get rid of it. Just squash it down. So most people just call me bitch or Twiggy. <laughs> So I'll always. Anyways, this isn't about names. It's actually about Ramstein, which is Ram
2: Ramstein.
1: Ramstein. Yes, I, I I do. I did a review recently in German. Yeah. Which oh was really? For, so you
2: speak German? Um, I, a little tiny
1: bit. But um, I had 30 hours to learn a 270 word review in oh German, which I then had four hours sleep, and then was given a half an hour warning when I first woke up. To say, we're going to be recording this episode. So I have no idea how I sounded or how I did. Just to mess with Gareth because oh, he says go. to me, don't translate these lyrics, okay? I won't translate the lyrics, but I also won't translate my review for you, so I did that, and he had no idea what I said. Um, and I enjoyed it. I got Excellent. I got a good laugh out of it. I'm he was not impressed.
2: Good, I'm glad you had a good time.
1: <laughs> that was actually for Lindemann's uh, album, FNM.
2: Oh, interesting. That's good. Which cool.
1: uh, I see the storytelling progression, and I, uh-huh. I, I bring it up in this. So what I'll do is I'll, I'll quickly run through my review because we've got – so much to explore of, of your okay. career and and was this
2: the first time you had heard muta yes okay
1: cool i listened to it multiple times so i i have to listen to okay. things on repeat okay I'm
2: i've, I've tried
1: it. not to be too sassy
2: you know what <laughs> you can be as sassy as you want because you know who can take it the few. rammstein
1: well i'd hope so well look i haven't had any death threats yet from any of the bands that i have reviewed
2: i will be here protecting rammstein awesome. so Okay, they're in good
1: hands. You're, you're here to make okay, us look go good. Okay, uh, Okay, so when I first saw the cover, I thought, no, little bubba, only to later find out it is a photo of a dead fetus. And I thought, "Oh, well, at least it's not chickens this time, I guess. Anyways, knowing Rammstein is German, I was a tad worried as I've never spoken a word of German in my life. Okay, that's a lie. I know a couple of swear words anyway within the first few bars of the thumpingly dark opening track mein Herz brent which translates as my heart burns i wondered why it wasn't called my ears bleed only to be shocked to find their music has an almost pantera sound to it and was even more surprised to find that lead singer till lindemann's theatrical whimsy which i had encountered in his recent side project f m has always been there not to mention the fact that the song uses the classic German slash East German TV series Sandmunken, The Sandman, as an inspiration for the lyrics, The Sandman being the longest-running TV series in the world. With something like 22,000 episodes or something? Like, who's heard of this? It's, I had no idea, so...
2: You have definitely done your homework.
1: Oh, yeah, like... I have to make Gareth look bad every week. (laughs) I claim it's to make him look good. Actually,
2: you don't, because he hasn't even shown up yet. So he already looks bad. He's
1: doing that all well on his own. Uh, That's (laughs) all right. Okay, where was I? Uh, This, as well as the song, Sun, uh, in which the music video contains an homage to Snow White, plus Lindemann's recent Hansel and Gretel musical, all leads me to believe that he has a fascination with myths, legends, and fairy tales which is why his vocals come across more as a storyteller than a singer something i didn't hear in F&M. the woody guthrie of the metal world if you will <laughs> which all fits perfectly within the boundaries of rammstein's style of orchestral metal given that both genres are and should be dark and scary i did find the placement of certain songs to be strange almost poetic but i wondered if they deliberately placed hermaphrodite alongside the similarly named in out and why the song adios which in spanish means adios was the second last song of the album. Why not the last? This reminded me of Alien Weaponry calling their first album two. I could hear the influences from earlier bands in this debut effort and can see how the tone and nuance in Lindemann's voice may lead some to think about their creepy drunk uncles. That's not to say that's a bad thing. I'm so single, I'd even settle for a creepy drunk grandpa. So really, that's (laughs) a step up for me. I give this album three stars for not sucking.
2: Oh my goodness, three stars! Wow. Yes,
1: yeah, so I, I I do kind of like the theatricality as we uh, we
3: talked about before.
2: Oh, it's stunning! It and also, the thing that I love about Ramshan is it's such an odd combination of that heavy, heavy, um, uh, rock and uh, heavy heavy metal, rock and roll, uh, bass and guitar and drums, and then you have Flaka's piano, which is like this weird eighties. Depeche mode, you know, lightness. And then you have a bass lead singer, which is not all that prevalent in rock and roll.
1: No, he, yes, he, yeah. and he doesn't scream.
2: And he doesn't scream. Well, he
1: didn't yeah. in this in album. And,
2: and also he has what is deemed as the most perfect uh, German diction in, among German singers, like Frank Sinatra had the most perfect English diction while he was singing. So what you have is, not necessarily in America, but in a lot of the rest of the world, you have people learning German from Till Lindemann's lyrics, oh, wow. you know, from him singing those lyrics. It's pretty cool.
1: Yeah, I had no idea. When I'm I'd listening to, I can I can picture my own stories, and that's why I listen to um, film scores because mm-hmm. I, I get mm-hmm. to go on my own journeys with music I'm yeah, familiar with.
2: Sure, um, sure.
1: So that's why I do again didn't translate the lyrics because I figured well I'd, I'll take the album for for what it is. So I have no idea what the songs were actually about. Um, mm-hmm. But the song, uh, which one was it? Uh oh, links. Two, three, four. Mm -hmm. That kind of made me really want to go out and bash golf balls on a golf course for some reason.
3: (laughs) Maybe the name Lynx.
1: But then it was the, the thumping music that I just really yeah. wanted to just start bashing. I don't play golf at all. Uh-huh. But, yeah, for some reason, sort of every song did have a, a particular mood to it um, that yeah. I haven't necessarily come across on other albums in this little podcast experiment so far because a lot of it's sort of been very similar in a lot of ways um, uh-huh. or a bit ambient. Or and just... you
2: found this different, Yeah.
1: Yeah, I, 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 I can hear the, the theatricality. I, I could see one song, I can't remember what it was, Mortal Kombat games. So I could see oh. sort of wacky characters fighting and, and stuff. Oh, and...
2: sure, sure. Well, you know, after you make up your own stories, it is fun to go to uh, the videos because, the, for example, the Ich Will video is so spectacular. And you as a former Mohawk uh, yes. aficionado, I believe that Till has a fantastic Mohawk in that because, you, of course, they're always changing their looks i mean sometimes they'll all be redheads and sometimes uh, you know uh, till will have a mohawk sometimes uh they'll all dye their hair silver uh they are so visual and again they're all so this amalgamation of unbelievably of uh, masculine and machismo and then you have flaka who weighs like you know 35 pounds and he's six foot three that's, that's me you right know? here <laughs> Hey, well, you'd be the Flacca, I guess. I can't, I can't wait to... Uh, you're not the first person
1: to call me that, I promise
2: you. <laughs> uh, but he's, of course, the brilliant uh, Lorenz, who is the um, great, great keyboard player. I and, see. you know, to hear... Meinherst Brand happens to be one of my favorite songs in the world, and there are two spectacular video versions. One of them is the, the great, you know, full-out video where they're in an insane asylum, and they, you know, their children, and they escape. I mean, it's crazy. And there are vampires. Till a vampire at one point. They that's all about play nightmares. A lot of isn't it? Yeah, uh, that's about nightmares. Yes. Well, sure, or perhaps you know memories. Who knows? But then there's an incredible version of just Till, and I believe they filmed this whole thing in this creepy old as- abandoned asylum. And there's a bath. And they lit the bath where they would put the, you know, the insane people. Uh, They lit it from underneath. And Tilde comes up just by himself, nobody else. And he has this spectacular, you know, sort of commedia dell'arte makeup on it, crazy hair. And he sings it just to piano. And it's Flacca doing the piano. Brilliant.
1: That's right. I did say one of the songs had a piano-only version. Yeah, that's Um, it.
2: It's Mein Herzprint. I might might look into that because... Oh, it's spectacular. I like to hear it's it, it's so beautiful, and it's, it's almost operatic the way Till sings it. It's almost like pagliacci. So, he, and, he does uh, actually
1: sing this time?
2: Oh, oh I I, believe, I love his voice. I, I okay. think his voice is fantastic. I'm, I'm I partly it. teasing. And I think that I think <laughs> you have to go through the whole oeuvre of Rammstein yeah. to really find out the like, guy yeah, can sing, and the, the gravelly thing is sort of a, a persona that he is uh, putting on for, especially the the earlier stuff. Yeah. You know, because that's what the people wanted. And that heavy beat that you hear is part of the Till hammer sound. I mean, a lot of times you'll see uh, Till in a break beating his gigantic thigh like that. Like that, and where that comes from is um, he had been quite an athlete as a youth, and he had he had hurt his leg at one point. I believe he was a, a pre Olympic swimmer, and that's why he's just so massive. But his legs are particularly massive, and he would beat his leg to get the kink out of his leg. And I think it, it might have been Paul Lander, uh, the the great uh, bass player that just said, "Is he the bass player, or maybe he's a rhythm guitar? Rhythm guitar? Oh my God!" And um, I think he said, "Till that looks really, really." cool you got to do that all the time and uh so that's become a real part of his his show persona all from an injury yeah all from an injury
1: I'll fancy that i know that i'm I'm constantly doing that to my back to get the knots out
2: well maybe (laughs) it's become part of your persona
1: yeah and a bad back it definitely has i'll tell you that complaining about me me back being sore yeah I'll, I'll, i'll definitely have to um sit down and and have a look at their their music videos i i am obsessed with fairy tales and folklore and i'm not obsessed i don't collect everything and know them all or anything but
2: well you can see why till Lindemann would be so attracted to you know say the snow white and the seven dwarfs and uh, and these these myths these fairy tales because of course the Grimm's fairy tales were just delicious. Yes. i mean come on the red <laughs> shoes the red shoes where her feet are cut
3: off even and
1: that's the dark. little mermaid when she walks
2: Right, exactly. Um, getting mean, stabbed on the, the
1: bottom of the feet. Like, yeah. they're, they're, not, they're not nice. I mean, I do love the Disney ones and sort of I come up right as the Disney Renaissance period happened. Um, yeah. But I still, like, I love those versions, but I really do love the, the dark oh, versions yeah. and the Roll Dahl sort of revolting rhymes, those versions uh-huh. as well. Um, yeah, yeah. No, they're they And look, those stories, even Aesop, Aesop fables, and and when you think about it, um, I don't know your your stance on religion, but Aesop was 500 BC or something like that. Yeah, That's where we ago. get our Bible from. Yeah, That's where. Yeah that's where yep. we get the moral of jesus and how to behave is from aesop's fables they're all there in that's those right. stories
2: absolutely
1: predating him by 500 years so I, I absolutely right you know i i really do i find it fascinating that no matter how old our species is like and all these inventions and stuff the the arts and acting and theater and painting and storytelling is so like from the very start, before wheels, before anything we had to live that would help us to live, we had the arts.
2: That's right. You know,
1: yeah. and I look at the state yeah. of the arts today and I think, oh, God, where are we headed?
2: Well, but we're going to be okay. I think I think what you have to do is you have to be true to yourself. And, yes. and then try not to worry if somebody is, you know... I mean, look, look at Rammstein. Yeah. Look no, at exactly. what they have had, to, have had to put up with.
1: Alrighty, we're going to jump to a quick ad break to hear from our friends and sponsors. We'll be back in a moment with Alison Fraser. During this summer, winter, spring, or fall, the first ever musical theater sitcom where you go behind
2: the scenes of the latest West End show, the Fussy Forest Ballet.
1: Where's the important stuff? Aha! A thousand pound a week ensemble rate.
2: Ah, that's what Mamma Mia likes.
0: Starring Philip Joel and a West End cast featuring Carrie Alice, Darren Denny, Louise Demon, and Oliver Savile, <laughs> and more.
2: It all started in 1987 when I was a jobbing actress, working in a diner.
1: Yeah, it's just, I I had a really bad experience when I was touring Australia with a wombat.
2: (gasps) Darling! How long have I been mentoring? you? Three
0: months. Two years. So her name is Henrietta. The horse, yes. I've managed to secure you an audition for the biggest, most innovative. And the latest show to be going into the West End. Joseph and his technical dream Dreamcoat. Think we're along the lines of pant. Yeah, frozen. You can watch this episode for the price of a coffee. Simply go to www.thefussyforestbelly.com Any and all profits go back to theater charities acting for others and the theater's trust. You'll laugh, you'll cry, and you'll see a grown man in sparkly tights.
2: Tight nights. Nice,
1: Tight. And uh, that actually brings me uh, a, a question, like uh, about in trousers, which. Okay. Was your professional debut, I believe?
2: I, I think it was my first equity equity show, yes. Yep.
1: Yeah, so and you come from the same town as, as William Finn.
2: Yeah, Billy and I are both from a place called Natick, Massachusetts. He's about four years older than I am. So you didn't and, know each other. Uh, well, we kind of did because we were Pardon? both very yeah. heavily involved in the drama program in of the course, high school. Yeah. That we went to, and it was a very sophisticated program. So Billy was a huge star in the program, and uh, part of the same club I was part of, which was went, you know, after he had left, uh, the competitive speech club. It's a national forensic league where you go around the country and you you do, you know, dramatic interpret and poetry interpret and oh, wow. improv. Um, uh, uh, All sorts of different, you know, children's literature, uh, and you compete for uh, medals. And we both did that, and he was hugely uh, popular, and we were both presidents of the competitive speech club. So um, we had one guy, uh, Jerry Dyer, who was our drama teacher, and the head of the speech club. So Billy and uh, Jerry Dyer were very close. and So Billy kept coming back to see the shows after he had gone oh. off to Williams College. And that's how he discovered uh, me doing a show. And he liked my voice, and we started singing together. Oh, wow. So yeah. what was so that we, like we then? Go way back.
1: Um, to, to come from the same town, and I went to the same high school. And then also from that town was like Harriet Beecher Stoa. She lived there at yeah, some point. Yeah,
2: that's right. Yeah, um, in South Natick, where my mom was from. Wow,
1: like I, I learned that John O'Hurley, who had um, hosted Family Feud for a, a long time, uh, uh-huh. he'd gone to your school and I was thinking, God, you asked me what's in the water in Australia, what the hell was in the water in <laughs> Massachusetts? But what was that like then to, to come from that town and then to get to, to New York together? with this show that, I mean, you you had helped with the um vocal orchestrations, obviously, so I'm guessing you were there. Well, involved, it, was, it,
2: it, it just seemed like a very natural progression because yeah. I had gone to a couple of schools that I didn't like. I went to Carnegie Mellon, I didn't like it, and then I went to Boston Conservatory and I didn't like it, and then I got cast in a show for Arthur Copit that starred Raul Julia. and oh, wow. I, um, I moved way. to New York after that, and um, Billy was in New York yeah. by that time. And uh, you know, I found my day jobs, and I started working with Billy, you know, at at night, and when I wasn't working, and those, and then Mary Testa joined us, and those were the songs that ultimately turned into in trousers within to actually within two or three years of me getting to New York City, so it just seemed very natural. It seems very organic, and also because I'm sort of a square peg going into a round hole hole, I'm, I'm not necessarily somebody that's going to say, "Hey, we're doing Annie. Do you want to yeah. play Grace Farrell?" Uh, I'm I, I like to originate. Well, speaking
1: part. of which, we lost Anne reiking recently. I know.
2: I know. I grew up with tough. the movie
1: Annie, and I. Did cry Very,
2: very, very sad. Uh, she seemed like a lovely woman. She was she did, didn't absolutely she? spectacular in all that jazz and in, of mm-hmm. course, Chicago. Chicago, yeah. And from what I can tell, she was a very, very lovely person. Well, yeah. sorry to, to,
1: to um, change the subject there, but it, it just occurred to yeah. me like a...
2: But I, I would much rather originate a part than be in a revival. I mean, which isn't to say it wasn't really nice being in, like, Gypsy with Patti LuPone, but to me... Being the original Tuna is a huge gift. Being the yeah. original Martha is a huge gift. Being the original Josephine Monica in Romance, Romance, huge gift. Being, it's not a musical, but to have originated the great Aaron Marks Squeamish, which is one of the most dangerous pieces of theater I've ever done, was a huge, huge gift. So, to- is that
1: liberation that?
2: It is. It really is. You and get uh, to
1: set the standard here. You yeah, set the precedent, exactly.
2: I, I can imagine. Exactly. Yeah.
3: Wow. Mary oh. Testa
2: is actually, he, she's texting me now about this recording we have to do. So I, I have to explain to her that I'm on a podcast. Okay. Say, so good day from down under. Okay. Good day from down under. The guy that I'm doing a podcast with loves you. Ah, uh, the fans Bye. are lovely. And and speaking of that, I can talk about something within Chaz's in that. Yes. Uh, a whole new generation has discovered this very sort of anarchic piece. I mean, it is a, a wild, abstract piece of musical theater, which is why I think it's by far the best of Billy's work. I love it. And the music just sings to me. And um, it's so funny because a lot of these kids think that that album is sped up and i'm like no it's not and they'll argue with me and i'm like Hun, i'm a primary source i was there i know exactly yep. what we sounded like then i have a lot more tapes i have the rehearsal tapes okay oh, wow. so uh, yeah i have an amazing archive of the old stuff and um so they have started doing all this in trousers fan art so if you go hash on on i guess instagram if you go hashtag in trousers or in trousers fan art, you see these amazing pieces of art done by like 14, 15, 16, 17-year-old kids that are doodling in physics class, you know, doing little pictures of me and Mary and Chip and and, and Joanna. It's amazing. Oh, wow. And I have really become, you know, sort of Instagram friends with some of these kids and they'll ask me questions. And I, one of the girls... Uh, did did this whole thing where she's fascinated by one of the lyrics in your lips and me the parakeet and the parakeet still can't fly yes it's so, so obscure she started photo photograph uh, i mean photoshopping parakeets onto all these different pictures of of me that she, in shows that she found on the internet <laughs> it's like why? You know, I'm delighted and thrilled at the originality of this, but it's like something that I did, what, 42, 43 years ago, is really occupying these kids' heads to the point where they're actually searching out pictures of me and Chip and Mary and Photoshopping them or drawing pictures. It's crazy. You gotta you gotta get into this. It's, you yes. listen to this. I'd, I'd hope so. They Welcome love everyone. All things in trousers. I love the in trousers uh, new generation of fans. I think they're amazing. And, I just, you know, I just course, love that I it's, think, it's I think grown. First, what, what's that?
1: I just love that it's grown, like well, it, that, instead that of fading it has, away.
2: Exactly. But the passion with which they love this piece just thrills me. And I realize, oh my God. I was only like 4 or 5 years older than they are when I did when I did this album. Yeah,
1: you know what it is? It's it's lyrics like love me for what I am, someone imperfectly me.
2: Yeah, exactly.
1: When you think of the generation we have today that are, that are coming up yeah. um below my generation, that is what they're trying to come to terms That's with right. being That's imperfect because right. everyone right. wants to be perfect. We've seen the Kardashians yeah. for so long.
2: Yeah. Exactly. and to me the the most beautiful um combination of songs is nausea before the game, going in to love me for what I am because it's it's the two characters really coming to a reckoning. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely Marvin coming to the f- fact that you know girls are not for him. he's he's given up and then and then you know, time jumps, and it's it's tr- uh, well, at the time she was called Marvin's ex-wife that's right she finally was there. saying. <laughs> you know, please love me, love me, and it's just so hopeless because it's he's maybe he'll love her, but he's certainly not going to be in love with her anymore.
3: But
1: then Marvin, not to spoil it for people, then Ma- Marvin, not Marvin, Mendel comes into her life, and quite frankly, I'm sorry, but she could do better,
2: well, I think. It, the poor Mendel's woman. She's the Mendel's hero
1: of this man. story.
2: Mendel's a mensch. It. Of course she is. Of course she is. She is. Mendel's a mensch. Mendel is a good man. And, you think she wants <laughs> to have a good I, I do i think he wants to have a good a good father for her son yeah well that's true and uh, another another father figure of course because he, she still has marvin but uh, a, a figure in the house and uh you know she's he sure as hell shouldn't have dated his patient you know no. and, i'll give you that but and i also think that trina is a, a wounded woman uh, you know she gets a name by oh I yes we, know, hear Saras, we hear it we hear that
1: uh, in your voice and
2: she she gets a name and she loses it you know that one of the kids that she had in in trousers disappears somehow uh but that's okay um was there a second kid initially oh, wow. in the early versions of in trousers uh China had uh, twins uh, oh, yeah. and they were young. They were younger than Jason, Jason was yeah. in March of the Falsettos*. I, I, I think they were four years old or something like that. Oh yeah. wow, yeah. I had no idea. So it, it it definitely evolved.
1: I actually wanted to ask about sort of the workshopping process because I know um, Broadway now seems to prefer the lab. Um, mm-hmm. Could Could you just explain to our listeners sort of the difference between the two? Um, because To to the normal person that doesn't know, it's basically putting a show together, but I I hear there's a bit of uh, controversy when it comes to the labs. Well, uh...
2: because because in a lab, correct me if I'm wrong, but when I used to do workshops, like for example, when I did the Secret Garden workshop, uh, because I was part of that workshop, that was three weeks, you know, full cast, big production. uh, Because I was doing that, I got a a little bit of royalties, like Mm -hmm. for example, when Australia had... The Secret Garden down yep, there. Yeah,
1: I remember it with Anthony Waller. Yeah, we
2: got paid. Yeah, not a lot, but we got paid. Uh, but I'm not sure labs do that. No, yeah, of course. S- the way in trousers and much of the falsettos were workshop was up in Billy's apartment. You know, I'd go up there, and Mary would go up there, and Chip would go up there, and uh, Mike Star- Michael Starobin would go up there. He'd do the piano stuff and we'd sing the stuff up there. That was our workshop.
3: Wow,
1: it does annoy me.
2: Yeah
1: going with this lab thing and I know I'd yeah. Um, a lot of artists are getting burnt by it because that's for a lot of artists when you, you can go weeks or weeks or months without work, uh, yeah. especially in theatre and, and film and, and TV. It, it's a bit of a slap in the face, I think, to the performers. Uh, look, I, I've made enemies of metalheads and Nazis and Scientologists on these podcasts. I don't mind Broadway producers <laughs> coming after me. No. I don't have anything no. <laughs> at stake um, for it. But yeah, so that, that sort of process. I, I have a question actually. Because I've never seen okay. in trousers on stage.
2: Uh-huh.
1: Uh, but the, the question I have is, um, Miss Goldberg, was she ever blind at one point? Because every time I listen to it, I know she wears sunglasses and I know she she talks no, about seeing.
2: No, she's, she was never blind. What she is is a repressed individual.
1: Okay. And, so uh, I, I think that would be such an interesting character nuance to put in there. Because we, when you look at uh, the recent Oklahoma that Mary Tester was in with Ali, whose yes. last name is forgotten, in a wheelchair. I mean, those uh-huh. opportunities, you know what I mean? Like, why not put a, a blind actress in that part? And I think that would still work for I, that role.
2: I'm, I'm sure for that it would role. work work beautifully, but I th- I think that Billy's concept was that, you know, her it's it's a rape because she's so closed off uh-huh. that when when um I I'm not sure it's an actual physical rape but That's, I think yeah. it's more of a figurative rape yeah, yeah. that The the protections that Ms. Goldberg has had, you know, Mary might totally disagree with me, but the protections she has carried with her are completely gone. And she's, it was a stunning moment on stage because Mary has such big eyes, you know, big beautiful brown eyes and it was stunning and it, it's funny because at first she re- was really mad at Billy thinking that you know she was he was trying to sabotage her performance by, by putting sunglasses on her I'm like what are you crazy it's gonna be great it's gonna be the most amazing moment when they finally see your eyes
1: oh wow so that's yeah that's and it and really there. was
2: it was an amazing Moment, it really was. It was like she might as well have been naked up there,
1: and it's little moments like that that the general audience member doesn't think about,
2: yeah, that the the meanings
1: behind it and stuff. They would see Uh the gesture of ripping off the glasses or or whatnot, but they're to to read into it further. Um, that's why it's it's fantastic to have you on here because there's so much in the story that I don't even get. Like, I obviously falsettos I've seen as a show a couple of times, but I haven't seen them as one act musicals on their own, um, before.
2: But they're much more linear. When Jim Lepine uh, came aboard as a director, he really made it much more of a a narrative that could be followed. And he gave, he he, he made uh, Jason 13. And again, at the time, I was like 25 years old. And it's like, I thought, oh, well, that's it for me. I mean, there's no way they're going to let me be the mother of a, a 13-year-old. But They were nice enough to keep me on board, at least for New York, which was great.
1: Um, and obviously yeah. then uh, you, you missed out on the, um, the the third part in the, the story because well, you were doing The Secret I Garden. I was doing
2: Secret Garden, and I really did make that, that choice. But again, it was very, very nice that uh, James Lapine asked me to do it. It was really an honor. Uh, but Faith was great.
1: Of course, you're referring to Faith Prince. Uh, and then obviously Barbara Walsh took over the part for Falsetto and here in Australia, musical theatre fans or anyone who has seen Kath and Kim uh, may be interested to know that Gina Riley, who played Kimmy Look at me, look at me, Kimmy She played the part of Trina in the Australian premiere Uh, So was that a, a tough decision to make? Considering you had birthed this part, you had given voice to her quite literally
2: you know, by that time, I think that I had moved on and I knew that I had just had a baby and Martha was such a wonderful, warm character. I really thought, this is where I should really be right now. And I had such a great song, you know, that Hold On. Hold On, yeah. I, you know, That's another popular... through this wonderful thing called Sound, Sound Exchange Direct in um, America, I get paid like, you know, sometimes 200 bucks a month from Hold On being played on the radio. I mean, it's amazing, you know, how... Mm-hmm how so many people contact me saying, that song really helps me get through a tough times? So I'm really grateful that I was the one that introduced not only uh, March of the Falsettas and In Trousers to the world, but... Um, uh, Hold on, and, you know, Martha in The Secret Garden. Well, well you know, there's a perfect always. show to have a, a disabled actor in. Perfect. And yeah. With, you, um, you have a, a man. Is well, it Dickens? You have both Colin, uh, Colin, in that's a wheelchair, it. Yeah. and the father, who is a hunchback.
1: Oh, that's right. Yes, yeah. yeah, so I haven't I haven't uh, read it or seen the movie in a long while, but I did want to see that musical. It's but, um,
2: psychological, too, that is Secret Garden. I mean, you have, you know, Colin is incredibly depressed. Uh, Mary is depressed. The father is depressed. You know, they they are in deep states of angst and self hatred, self loving. You know, so it's really an amazing piece of theatre and that amazing.
1: yeah that, that lends itself very much to, to musical theatre as yes. soliloquies and monologues and, and all sorts mm-hmm. um, I, 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 I do I quite like that but it's not one that I have on rotation like I do the Falsettos trilogy as I said uh, before you're breaking down well, I'm breaking down now I'm just going to confuse everybody the song is called I'm Breaking Down that is emulated note for note the, the intonation in your performance everything is <laughs> Is done
2: worldwide. Did you know that? I have to tell you, um, I never sang I'm Breaking Down in In Trousers, ever. Didn't, but that's never. your... No, no, on, because on that, because that, that, that song was not finished by the time In Trousers uh, was uh, produced. But okay. Billy and I continued working on it uh, after In Trousers was closed. And then I believe when In Trousers was done in L.A., it was in there. Uh, but uh, then he decided to put it into much uh, false No, it was never in March of the Falsettos. Oh, wasn't it? I mean, it was a long time. I believe (laughs) it was when Falsettos was put together Uh that I'm breaking down was interpolated into it. Uh But uh, during Secret Garden I did a wonderful, uh, if I I do say so myself, one of my first, uh, my first solo album was called New York Romance and um, that was before Men in My Life and before Tennessee Williams Words and Music. But I I do a solo album once every 10 years. So oh,
1: I, I know you've got um, yeah. Tennessee Williams I'll, I'll was I
2: love that but I have another one called Men in My Life which is wonderful because I actually sing Passion of Rhoda, a song that was cut from *In Trousers* with Billy Finn on that album okay. so uh, oh, wow. that's very very interesting and I think they're all available on Spotify or uh, original cast albums or uh, CD Baby I think they're all available there. But um, when I was doing New York Romance, uh, Bruce Yecko from Original Cast Records, the guy that did the album of In Trousers, he said to me, I'd really like to put In Trousers out on CD, but is there any way we could put out I'm Breaking Down on it? I'm like, oh, we'd have to record it. And he said, that's okay, let's do it. And so even though it was three years after New York Romance had been recorded, Bruce Yecko let me do I'm breaking down Because Billy said Nicely enough Yeah sure Go ahead and do it And I did it with All the original orchestrations That Starobin had done For I guess One of the versions In LA or something And then I got to do The Blonde song From a spectacular musical Called Gun Metal Blues And my late husband Rusty McGee's uh, Title song From The Green Heart A wonderful musical He wrote With Charles Bush So we put um, We went into um, a studio Psycho
1: Beach Party And Die Mummy yes. Die
2: This is a, uh, so Charles is brilliant I did Divine Sister for him about 10 years ago. But it's a beautiful, beautiful uh, score to a very funny uh, script based on a movie called A New Leaf with Elaine May and Walter Matthau. It's one of the great lost musicals. It was a disaster in New York. But somebody should really, really revisit that musical because it's great. And it's been totally revamped by Charles and Carl Andres, his longtime director. Uh, but anyway, anyway, I'm, I'm getting off track here.
1: Well, that's my favorite place to go in any conversation.
2: Uh, we went into... a studio the same studio that we did the original new york romance and same musicians and recorded those three tracks wow. and put them on the cd oh and, well, there
3: go and
2: for a long time until stephanie did her great version stephanie block the on the falsettos the revival cast album that was the only recording of I'm Breaking Down. Oh, see that. But the only time I ever got to sing it live was when Playwrights Horizons opened their magnificent new theater. There was a concert version of March of the Falsettos and Land, which had both, both originated at Playwrights a- Horizons. That's right. Yeah. And they decided to put in, uh, I'm Breaking Down in, and I got to sing it live. That's the only time I've ever done it in the context of the piece. Oh, wow.
1: You're so yeah. known for that. It's such an iconic song. It really it's is. So
2: Funny. Well, I gotta I gotta thank Billy for letting me sing it first and well, for first of all, letting me work on it. And second of all, letting me um put it on the album. it was a wonderful thing that he did for me there. Yeah. But
1: when you recorded it, did you did you know, like, did you get that feeling like this is going to, this is going to go down with the, you know, the I, I knew
2: it was, a, I knew it was a great song. Yeah. I absolutely knew it was just a great song. And I was like, God damn it. I wish that I had gotten to sing this when we did March of the Falsettos yeah. because my career might've been different, you know,
1: you're known for it here in Melbourne on the other side okay. of the world. Let's
2: just then say that. And... the word. We won't tell anybody that I was, I didn't do it back then because I think that it lends such a different color. It to does, Trina, uh, who uh, otherwise in much of the falsettos can come off as kind of a crank and a little bit um, put upon and a little bit abused. I mean, Marvin does
3: does he hit her. her.
2: But the interesting thing is that the, when I did of the Falsettos on stage, when Michael Rupert hit me, I'm like, oh, God, you know, I'm so sad. And uh, yeah, I'm sure acting terribly. No, not really. Uh, but when I did it in the concert by that time, I had matured. And I, my initial reaction was to kind of laugh and feel pity for this man who had no other way of expressing his rage. Yeah. I remember laughing. I actually have a, an audio recording of I that. Do? And it's it's kind of like, what an asshole. Yeah. What an asshole. <laughs> you know? I mean, he's, he's
1: not the most likable character. Yeah, and it in, was in like, I, and I
2: felt much more than pity for myself. I felt pity for him and pity for uh, poor wizard who now had to put up with him.
1: Oh, look, it, It's it really is such a, a fantastic show. William Finn is just one of those songwriters that I, I mentioned in our first episode with the line that you sing, pass the sugar, please. I dreamt last night we flew to China. The most mundane lyric I've ever heard that's why i well, love it so much yeah,
2: but I'll, I'll tell you how that came about
1: yes please
2: well uh, Billy it's <laughs> my said, favorite line <laughs> billy said i'm glad because billy said to me and chip uh, just um improv something about having breakfast <laughs> and i said to chip pass the sugar please that's how and that was started. it that was wow
3: it.
1: See, that's exactly. It's just so what's what there's like no hidden meanings behind it. There's no like, yeah. here's the message we're trying to say. It's two yeah. people having breakfast. It's you can tell there's right. like maybe an awkward marriage going on or something, and the, right. the tension's in the air. And that's why yeah. I love it because it says so much while literally saying nothing at all. But yeah. it's so incredibly mundane, yep. it's so bland, and, and, and that's yep. life. And that's why I yeah. love musicals. And- yes. That's why I'm Gareth sure hates can... musicals.
2: <laughs> I am so sorry that I'm not going to hear what he thinks about this.
1: Yeah, so okay. I'll I have to get him to, to record, and, and we will put it in the episode. So um,
2: Yeah, but you I'll, have I'll to say, I wish that I lashes. could react to it. I know,
1: me too. Well, I can feel a depressing coldness in the air, so I don't think he's far away. So I'll I'll ask the questions that I have written because I know you've you've, uh, had a chance to think about them. Having been replanted in the secret garden by the time the third part arrived, which are you more disappointed to miss? The bar mitzvah or the funeral?
2: Neither. It would be the uh, baseball game. Yes. I love the baseball game. It's a game It's hilarious. And I happen to know that it it has a lot to do with Billy's past because he wasn't the most athletic creature, Uh, a Jewish boy in Natick. Uh, He he grew up in Wethersfield, which we called Little Israel. I'm sure that's not politically correct, but everybody called it that. Look, uh, any show it, you can
1: say it on, it's this show. <laughs>
2: yeah, and um, his brother was a football star, so I know Mike, Mike Finn was this big handsome football star, so I know yeah. where that came from. Oh, wow, okay, yeah. That's,
1: I didn't expect yeah. that answer. And then um, song that Dr. Charlotte sings, Something Bad is Happening. Thinking That's about a the AIDS, song. Absolutely. isn't it just? Is that not just one of the most beautiful songs yeah, written in theatre because of what it's saying?
2: It's it's wonderful, and of course it was you know written right after the crux of the. And the you AIDS were in process. New York at the time, yeah, weren't you? I lost a lot of people absolutely oh, shit, man.
3: Okay. Okay. but one
2: of the interesting little tidbits is uh, the beautiful song What More Can I Say yes. um, I sang that um, for Billy when the tune was used for a demo for Mary Poppins he wanted to do the musical version of Mary Poppins Oh wow. so instead of What More Can I Say it was after all at the break of day I must go in the most complete sane way it's nearly morning the sun's begun to glow now is the time to run time to fly away it's been fun really in a special way oh.
1: Whoa, 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 time out. Holy shit, did that just happen. One of my Broadway idols singing an impromptu abandoned song. Merry Christmas to me. Thank you so much, Alison. That was beautiful. And to anybody who's listening to this, for the record, well, firstly, Gareth, thank you for not rocking up today. Secondly, I didn't want to leave this in the episode. That was such a beautiful, spontaneous surprise. I wanted to keep that for myself, so the fact that I've left that in the episode while I'm editing this at 5 o'clock on Christmas morning, Merry Christmas to you all. Anyway, enough of me, back to the episode.
2: And I played this For Chip Zion The other day And he didn't even remember That he was also On this recording And of course Billy revamped The lyrics And you know, this happens All the time get People reuse yeah. uh, Tunes and, and of course He reused it beautifully But the Mary Poppins Version is is Pretty splendid
1: Wow Oh that's Again that, yeah. That's that's a total exclusive And an Australian Connection that's there Because yeah. Pamela Travers Was Australian
2: There you go But she said No to-
1: Well, That's why they waited for her to die.
2: Yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> also, uh, now, uh, speaking of falsettos, uh, which of the current crop of Hollywood actors, so no ladder cheat, no Broadway actors, would you see in a film version of falsettos?
2: I'm going to, again, veer away from your question because I think the interesting, <laughs> really interesting thing to do would be to write a new musical and have Mendel and Marvin and Trina and Jason, uh, the age we are now.
3: Wow. Uh, and that's... so
2: I guess Jason would be 40. And then we could have Wizard and we can, uh, Steve Regarda still looks like he's 36, so he can play that part. And I would say that Jason should be played by, um, what's that guy's name on, on Big Bang Theory? I wrote it down. Someplace. Oh, Jim Parsons. Uh, no, Simon Helberg. I can't remember so, his last that's name. right, Helberg. The one that plays Howard. And, and he looks, and, he, and of course, he plays chess and all of that. So yeah. I love, and he's hilarious and he sings. So wow. that's my answer to that one.
1: That's, a, I, I did not, again, did not expect that answer fantastic you know what will happen is Hugh Jackman will get the part which will be absolutely fine because I actually saw him in 1996 I think it was as Gaston in Beauty and the Beast
2: oh he's wonderful and he's gonna be a wonderful Harold Hill I I hear that there's a lot he's gonna be doing some tap dancing which I'm looking forward to yes I cannot oh god uh, you get to go same in that I ain't going unless it's safe so well that's true yes lord knows when that going to happen i know if yeah. people bloody
1: wear their masks i tell yeah. you uh which role in existence or hypothetical are you eager to sink your teeth into?
2: Well, whatever role hasn't been written yet, that's going to be perfect for me. I, I like I like uh, originating stuff. Uh, so if nobody's done it before, I'll do it. There you go.
1: I have one As for again. you. The Bonnie Tyler story. Bonnie and Tyler, if you I... don't do it, I'm going to die an unhappy man. Okay, I'll
2: do that. I, I like Bonnie Tyler. You She's sound
1: good. like her. You look okay, like her. Absolutely. You have her passion. Well, you, she has your passion or
2: okay yeah, we can share it yeah you,
1: you could do that as a cabaret show you could do that with with a, another person playing yeah, not playing but you know what i mean like telling their life story or whatnot like okay. your voice would fit her songs yeah. so perfectly yeah. it's yep. not funny
2: okay well there we go we have a plan
3: yes i i and look if you
1: i put my hand up to write it <laughs> You could tour it down here because she's massively popular here.
2: I wanted to do that. But I'd also like to do the straight play squeamish down there. Oh, my God. I'd love to come to Australia and do that. It's a one-person show. Do it. It's magnificent. You yeah, magnificent.
1: Uh, know, especially in Melbourne, there's a saying, if a show can last here, it can last anywhere <laughs> in the world. That's okay. how tough of, of an audience we are. Uh, but anyways, uh, speaking of um, being tough, what musical do you avoid at all cost?
2: I'm, I'm not crazy about jukebox musicals. Yeah, and although I was in one of the most successful jukebox musical, jukebox musicals that's hard to say ever which was beehive uh i was in the original company of beehive and, oh, that's uh, the
1: groups, wasn't it
2: that's right that's yeah. right you know on the sheet music it says allison and i got to play like uh you know brenda lee and connie francis and patula clark and that's it was a Park. heavenly experience i had a great great time doing it but i'm not i think that that's cheap what you know there are so many good composers in the world Let, let's give them a chance
1: there are out there and, and
2: yeah, yeah there are
1: I mean I I look, I I can't begin to tell you how annoyed I am, but this year's Tony Awards it's all jokebox musicals.
2: Yeah, I'm just, and you know, of course, Mulan, has it's spectacular stuff. But it's like I, I long for the days of discovering a, a Billy Finn, yes, and, you know, just going, oh my God, I all I want to do is work with him, you know, or or an Aaron Mark, even though he's not a, a musical writer. It's like I like to hitch my wagon to future stars, uh, future writing stars.
1: Well, speaking of um, oh, not future stars, but uh, stars that you you've perhaps seen. I'm sure you've seen. Uh, enough Broadway. Is there someone, male or female, that you've sat back and watched totally floored by their performance and gone, that uh, bitch, damn it, they were so good? I, I,
2: I get to say that again. And I know this man because he was in a show with me, and I'm going to be doing a podcast with him, um uh, a narrative podcast later on in uh, January. And that's uh, John Cameron Mitchell. I saw Hedwig and the Angry yeah. Inch. Uh, uh, shortly after he opened in it on on Broadway, and his last performance, and I've just wow. n- I've never seen anything so so centered, so riveting, so honest, so exciting, so beautifully sung, so. Uh so metal it's magnificent
1: it isn't it Uh, uh, so uh, the last time I saw you on television you were being accosted (laughs) by some pretty iconic DC comic supervillains in the show Gotham which one is a a silly question but which one of the rogues gallery would you run away with Bonnie and Clyde style because I know you do like to play your villains
2: well this is all fictional of course because I do have my wonderful doctor Steve Pavlakis who I would not run away with anyone uh, because of him because I love him so much but But uh, in you know, our fictional world, I really was very taken with Nathan Darrow as a person because uh, he was reading and he was he was very, very uh, uh, talkative with me and uh, uh, told me all about the his uh, the backstory of his character, which was Mr. Freeze. And of course, it didn't hurt that his outfit was unbelievably hot and looked a lot like a Ramstein costume. Yeah. Uh, and then, of course, uh, my part, I got to watch Cameron, the great Cameron Monaghan doing uh, Jerome, I can't remember the last name. He does uh, do two characters, Jerome and Jeremiah but they're both evil but in different ways. One of them is sort of like the Joker and the other is a sort of mastermind but they're both okay. played by Cameron. So for like three days I was watching this young actor do both parts, you know, obviously with stunt doubles when he had yes. to switch characters and i I was just not only riveted by his um, ethos as a, a, a an incredibly talented actor with a real great directorial head too um, you know like he knew exactly where he had to be and I it would not it would not um, surprise me if he became a director because this guy knows his his where the camera is where he should be he had every step planned. Uh, for, for two different characters, man, two yep. different characters. And if somebody was, you know, doing it wrong because, you know, he had to do the physicality of both characters, he would, he would say, "No, your hand was here," in a very, very gentle way. And uh, I got to watch it because I was tied up, you know, in a, yep. in a chair and had had a, had your, a ring of dynamite around the neck, my, yeah. my, my neck. <laughs> and so all I was doing is just going, "Man, that's an actor." That being said. I'm sure he'd be a handful, so I'd go with Nathan Darrow. Or Mr. Freeze. Mr. Freeze.
1: Alrighty, we're going to jump to a quick ad break. We'll be back in a moment with Alison Frazier. G'day, listeners. Aaron here. While you're topping up your coffees, did you know that you can support our show and go on a fantastically scary adventure at the same time? Go to com forward slash bookstore to grab your copy of The Toniston Tales, a darkly funny Aussie trilogy about a young boy who rescues injured animals in his spare time and the roller coaster ride he's taken on by a literal fish out of water. Written by me, the village idiot of Thrash and Treasure. You'll come to love Toniston Turnbull and the dozens of wacky characters that he meets along the way. And here is a sneak peek. After barely three hours of light sleep, Toniston Turnbull slowly opens his eyes, his body feeling heavier than it ever has before, not from extra weight, from tiredness and stress. Polly sighs in the shadows behind him, the flame of the nearest barbed wire tiki torch tower having died down, but not out, while Toniston napped. "'Are you awake?' Toniston whispers. "'How can I sleep in this place?' Polly moans, turning onto her side and facing Toniston, who stays on his back, imagining obscure animal-esque shapes in the rusted tin roof above them, shadows faintly formed by the nearest dying torches. "'We need to work out a way to get out of here,' Toniston states the obvious. He whispers, despite the fact the nearest shacks to their own are several metres away, and the occupants presumably asleep, as most prisoners seem to be. "'How? There's no fence to squeeze through, or even climb,' Polly replies, sitting up in bed and then stretching out her sore arms. The hairs stand on end from the slight chill in the air. "'I don't know, but I think the whole fighting thing is a distraction.' "'You mean, to distract the other prisoners when new ones arrive?' "'No, I I think that was just bad timing. "'Didn't you notice?' Toniston goes on to explain his theory. "'That fight happened. "'Everybody gathered around. "'I didn't see one person who wasn't watching. "'And then when I vomited, "'the only gate in this place closed shut. "'What are you trying to say?' "'I think something happened when everyone's back was turned.' "'Like what?' whispers Polly, "'her voice breaking up in fear. "'I don't know. "'That's what we've got to find out.' Toniston's brain starts working overtime but it's strange that nobody seems to want to leave. They seem almost... happy. Definitely content. So, when's the next one of those stupid beatdowns? Toniston can't help but think Polly looks tough, almost evil in the shadows, as she asks, I don't know, Toniston begins. But both teenagers are distracted by a crumbling noise in the distance. Hopping out of bed, toniston joins polly on her own equally uncomfortable one spotting a large white package hovering close to the cave ceiling behind it a shadowy figure the package is lowered down causing the teenagers themselves to lower as well hoping not to be spotted by whom or what may be operating this obscure crane over a long slow descent the package is dropped to the ground polly keeps her eyes on it but toniston looks up immediately spotting a large black shadow scurry away to god only knows where come he whispers as he quietly hops off her bed slipping into his docks with bare feet polly follows his lead careful to keep watch on all directions the teenagers swiftly sneak over to the white package their hearts beating an almost tribal jam in perfect harmony and stopping in their tracks as the sudden realisation of what lies before them sinks in. A woman, seemingly in her early twenties, wrapped up in bandages from the neck down. No, not bandages. Is that... spiderweb? Polly asks, completely mortified at the prospect. Grab your copy of The Toniston Tales from com forward slash bookstore today. Hooroo! And welcome back to Thresh and Treasure on this extra special Christmas edition. I'm joined by Alison Frazier of all people, and look what the orangutan dragged in. It's my unusual, usual co-host. I'm not quite sure if I'm here to make him look good or if he's here to make me look bad. Let's say a huge Merry Christmas to Gareth. How you doing, mate? G'day,
0: Aaron, and Merry Christmas Happy Hanukkah, right back at you. Excellent.
1: Now we're going to jump straight back into it. Oh, before I forget. A parakeet is actually a budgie, as we call it's it in Australia. It's a budgie, that's right. It's an, uh, a, an Aussie a budgie, bird.
2: A budgeriga, right?
1: A budgeriga, yeah.
2: Budgeriga. Yeah, yeah, sure. I know about it's,
1: it's. It's a native Australian bird. It is. You
2: know, she, um, uh, the 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 girl the, who does the parakeet uh, drawings. That is it. Is it Tamsin? I don't think it's Tamsin. I'm not, I, No, there are a lot of them, and there. I love each and every one of them. But uh, uh, she would be very uh, interested in this whole Australian budgerigar.
1: Awesome. I hope she listens then, because well, here we are. A couple, of, so I've we've had that many. I'm sure Gareth has had pet budgies over the years. Pet budgies, yes. It's where the term budgie smugglers, if you've ever heard that. Oh, don't go there. Don't of go course, I'm going to go they, there.
2: Wait, wait, who's like smuggling parakeet?
1: Have you seen a man wearing speedos?
2: Uh, unfortunately, yes.
1: Yes, well, they're called budgie smugglers in Australia because huh. they're. Smuggling you know, a budgie. You know, there. we call
2: them in America banana hammock.
1: Yeah, there you go. Well, I tell you, they—I guess they can in Texas. So,
0: anyways, it's a uh, sorry, Gareth. No, please. It's it's there's not there's nothing like a. A segue into the absurd yes, and
2: and about. let's talk about the absurd let's talk about in trousers because it's mightily absurd right this
0: this it, ah, this is not fair because i,
2: I can't <laughs> wait to hear what you have to say <laughs> this, is,
0: this is not fair because i critique music gigs and albums and i get to type it all out and i publish it and okay. and then i don't i don't care because then no one can have a I've never sat in front of someone from a band and said, "Yeah, I really didn't feel that one." Didn't yeah, wasn't but that's feeling.
2: That's okay. I mean, you know what? It Bring it fun. on. I don't care. Okay. <laughs> what, do, what do I care? Here's I don't care. It.
0: I uh, Well, I Wikipedia'd it, and then I and I discovered it was your first musical. That's right. So well,
2: it wasn't my first musical. but okay. It was the first thing that kind of made yep. a splash.
0: Yeah. Anyway, all of that. I've got. I've put my big boy pants on.
2: You go for it. And, You're and a man, man up.
0: <laughs> yeah it, i've actually I've spoken to obviously not broadway stars but other musicians and and i always ask them what do you do you read the reviews if someone you know do you do you care about the chart and most of them say no i think a little bit they do kind of a bit
2: they all lie they're yeah. totally, <laughs> there will every be nice single to them. one of them <laughs> lies and you know what i'm going to tell you the truth I read everything. I'm fascinated. Oh wow! And if one person tells me, "Oh well, I had problems with her diction," if I'm doing a show, <laughs> you know what? I go in the next day and go, "Jesus, I, I, I better, I better speak very, very clearly." <laughs> I think you have to read the good ones and yeah. the bad ones, and hopefully Amen. there aren't any in betweens. Because yeah. I'd rather have, have good, great reviews and terrible reviews and nothing in the middle
0: yeah 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 completely
2: agree no i love it i i (laughs) i love the way that the internet has democratized uh the critiquing of any kind of artistic endeavor i like that everybody has a valid opinion and i i read them i i absolutely do that's how i I got involved with this whole in in Trousers group online. It's like who are these, you know, 15 and 16 and 17 and 18-year-old kids that are obsessed with this show. Yeah. But of course yeah. they are because it's a show about uh finding yourself.
0: Yeah. That's I know <laughs> I don't know how much, you know, I don't know anything about musical theater at all. Out, out, as a you know, I've been a a music fan my whole as long as I can remember my my dad um, gave us a fairly good diet of classical, Queen, Elvis, Abba, all that, Costello all that kind of thing. Costello or Presley? Oh, Presley, yeah, yeah. Elvis hey, Presley. I've lost
2: you. frozen. oh yeah. yeah. Dear. That must have been I'm quite a, a question. <laughs> <laughs> the correct answer is both. Oh, yes, yeah, so that's what
1: both. I was thinking. I was thinking you better say both, Gareth. Um,
0: right. Oh yeah, my my dad played me Elvis Presley. But anyway, okay, in trousers. This is this is the one thing that Aaron seems to do to me. Innocent until proven guilty. And I know, Alison, you picked this one. <laughs> He gives me these musicals, and they've got well, I, meaning. Technically I do, but... no,
2: no, 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 no. I, I yeah. picked Rammstein.
0: Ah, oh, you pick? Oh, okay. I picked. I
2: picked, picked Mutter.
0: That's a yeah. great. That is a great album. That is a great. I could talk. I could talk about that all day.
2: <laughs> I, it is a fantastic album. Yep.
1: This is what happens when you sleep in.
2: Let's, let's hear about uh, how uh, much Gareth hates, hates and trousers. Yes, that's well, it.
0: That's what I want to hear. So in, Put your big boy pants on. I have, but in my defense, as I said, uh, Aaron will give me shows and I don't know anything about them because I know nothing about Musical theatre. Okay. Although I'm okay. learning, I'm learning okay. so fast.
2: Why is one of the questions I might ask, but okay.
0: Why, why so, don't I know anything about musical theatre? <laughs>
2: no, why are you learning things about musical theatre? <laughs> okay.
0: Someone else said had been the same thing. My youngest daughter, who just turned 15, is doing musical theatre. Okay. Oh, she loves, she loves, uh, ah. she loves musical theatre. She did her first. Before we get to this proud dad moment, she did her first solo um, at the kind of the end of year review. So she did her first solo performance, and it was a song from Dear Evan Hansen because she loves that, and and Lovely. she was and she was great, of course. I um, bet she was. She was, and she's at this great musical theatre school, and they're, they're such a great bunch of people, and they've got a great bunch of so. And
2: I think maybe you should be learning about musical theatre. And here the I show.
0: and here I am learning about musical theatre. And when she found yeah. out I had a podcast, she she was in fits. She go, Dad, why, How can you do that? You hate musical theatre, but I but I don't. I just don't understand it. He hates theatre but likes me. Much like I didn't understand, much like I didn't understand in trousers at all. Yeah. I-, <laughs> I
3: can't
2: at wait. All. I can't, at can't all. wait. To-
0: Where's my popcorn?
2: Okay, I I can't I can't wait to hear. It.
0: Normally I start yes. in the middle and then work work. In all directions, but I am going but, to start. But
2: you know what? I, I'm I'm going to preface this by saying you realize you're not supposed to understand it, right? You realize it is an abstraction.
0: It, yes, it really is. I feel so much better.
1: You than.
2: realize you realize it is a fevered dream. Yes.
0: I, okay, I didn't know it was a fevered dream.
2: That's exactly what it is. Ah. Because there's so many
0: ah. odd odd things. The first one is Marvin's giddy seizures, okay. which to me, make is. Is he epileptic or does he just does he get so wound up he just explodes? I do, that's I'm not,
2: exactly right. There, there I'm it is. Go with that. Okay.
0: I, We're gonna go with that's, that. That's me.
2: Okay. I think that's <laughs> that's hormones just coming to the surface, yes.
0: Because these is it's such a small cast. Yes it is. And I didn't I did I didn't realise that until I started
2: And oddly I was with two of them today.
0: Oh wow.
2: Wow. I was with Chip and Mary today, doing the uh, uh, thing. Doing the thing. Well, now you're stuck with us. For the, you poor for thing. the internet, yeah.
0: yeah. and and now we're doing this, and yeah, and Allison, your <laughs> your part, you didn't even have a. You're just the wife, which I'm is not just no one. Okay. No, no, it was <laughs> okay. Not, <laughs> I but I dare you. Just, but it's the wife in the credits. There's the wife oh,
2: has no it, name right. at first. Yeah, yeah.
0: At first didn't have a name.
2: Yeah. Yeah. But also the, the, the high school sweetheart did not have a name either. And Miss Goldberg, her name is in parentheses. Just so, Goldberg. I'm getting,
0: right. I'm getting to Miss Goldberg cause that's okay. That's um, Go for it. that... so it's Marvin. And what I did get was he's, he's a 14 year old kid struggling with his sexuality. Yes. And in 1979, that had to be a little bit out there, as
2: yes it, yes, it was. Yeah,
0: that that would have been a pretty tough, you know, pill to swallow, I guess, doing uh, doing anything about, you know, because God, you know, how so much of the world still doesn't accept gay people, or That's bi right. people, or trans people, or, it, or anything like that. It was one like, no.
2: of the first, you know, uh, very successful musicals about. Uh, The gay culture,
0: yes. Yeah, it's, and I've only just started discovering that. But it's absurd, and I think it's, and it's supposed to be. And there's some, there's some songs in there that are really, that really challenge me. And, you know, one of them, they're just, there's so much, there just seems to be really mundane subjects outside of this really important one about a 14 year old boy who, Gets married and and has girlfriends and then decides. Well, well, the fourteen-year-old boy.
2: Himself. You you do realize it's several different time periods, yes? Oh, see, I like don't when know you hear when you when you hear about the wife, that's <laughs> many years later. Yeah. And he reverts to his youth when he is very very upset.
0: Right. Okay. Uh, see, okay. I didn't okay. understand any of this. And I, I've
1: never known any of that. And you know it? And there's... I knew there was flashbacks, but I didn't know yeah.
0: sort of how or why. Yeah, I I
1: think. But
2: anyway, t- tell me about the mundane songs. I'm dying to hear about this. Yeah. <laughs> okay,
0: the how Marvin eats his breakfast. It's clear. Is that is that just absurd, or is it a metaphor that I completely missed because I'm I'm not
3: smart well, enough?
2: I, I think I think what you're seeing is a a, a young man who is very uh, spoiled and indulged. Right. And mm. that colors. The rest of his existence. Yeah. How does Marvin eat his breakfast? I want my eggies over spinach it... over toast. I want it.
0: <laughs> yes.
2: You know, yeah. I, I think it is basically explaining that this is a boy who has been in, overindulged. Yeah. From yeah. And basically ruined for uh, polite society. Oh. And
0: it's one of the notes that I made, and I made this note, but I, I picked it up and this is probably a little bit unfair, but he's just a bit of a dick.
2: He's a total dick. I mean, that's the yeah. whole... Of course he is. He hits How am I
0: supposed to like someone I dislike? It's...
2: You don't have to like the, the main character of a musical. Know. Exactly. The, most, the most, most interesting musicals are the musicals that have, uh, you know... That challenge that, you. That challenge I mean, Music Man, do you really like Harold Hill? I mean, he, he's, he's, a, an, he's an, an elixir salesman. Art. He's yeah. He's Donald Trump, oh. uh, you know, skinny. <laughs> Trump the
0: musical, bring that on. Yeah, <laughs> They did that on Drag Race.
1: Oh. Yeah. They
2: did that. most thrilling theater is the theater that uh, explores the darker sides. Yeah. Mm. I, I don't want to see happy, jolly people having a wonderful life. <laughs> I don't want that. I want to see conflict. I want to see, you know, m- like Marvin you know, trying to negotiate through life yeah. and having decent people like Trina and Mendel just saying, stop.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the human psyche. That's that's why there's songs, to explore the human psyche.
2: What do you want to watch? Thing. Like, Seven Brides for Seven Brothers?
3: Oh, I do. I, I, I well, do, you kind do, you do. do kind of love You do.
2: I don't. I mean, kind of love I don't want to watch it. I want to watch interesting stuff, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, go go ahead. No, I can't. <laughs> I'm very, very interested about hearing your, um, especially since you know you do love Rammstein. Yeah, I do.
0: Well, I'm. You know, i
2: I actually find many corollaries. I really do. I I do. Yeah. I think that both of these pieces are, you know, like like the the Ramstein <laughs> uh, and mm. and in trousers. They're just fever dreams. I mean, yeah. have you watched those Rammstein videos? Oh, I have love... you ever watched the videos of yeah, yeah. Mein Brent? <laughs> so, oh, they're all great. Yeah, so, they're they just, quite are So good. He's so good. He's so good. But I, I he find was... Billy Finn very again to the whole Ramstein ethos. I really do, because yeah. he really he does whatever he wants to do. It's yeah. like Mar- how our Marvin eats his breakfast. I want my eggies <laughs> over spinach over toast. And Till Lindemann wants to do whatever he wants. You know, I, I, I want to blow fire and I want to have a giant penis on stage and, you know, <laughs> blow confetti <Yeah. laughs> all over, over everybody's pretending it's semen. You know, that's what I want to do. <laughs> yeah. You yeah, Dick. Yeah. I mean, it's like, he's insane. And the, the two of them, Billy and Till Lindemann, I mean, they're so overt with their sexuality billy wrote a song in you know in trousers called wizard going down i
0: was getting it's there it's
2: about a blow job I mean,
0: it is okay just wanted to, blow blow. to clarify
2: that but that's what it is it's like yeah. Yeah. oh yeah that's rammstein that's rammstein sex yep. right there i mean yep. and it was you know like me and mary Testa and, and joanna yeah joanna green you know going oh you know like doing this weird um uh, and you know ah, that sort of stuff, while wow, Billy's getting <laughs> a blow job from Wizard Crown, <laughs> and this was in 1978.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was okay. yeah. Go ahead, because I, I was getting to that one. Because first I had to get over breakfast, um, and then the breakfast over sugar, which I which I heard the as.
1: Pass the sugar, please. <laughs> Pass
0: the sugar. Please. Which
1: I've been crediting to to uh, William Finn all these years, and now and I have wasn't. to credit to Alison because. There you go. That's the greatest line in musical theatre because it is so mundane. I don't need to, to reiterate. Yeah. Anyways,
2: but 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 <laughs> when the mundane creeps into a relationship, that's when the tragedy starts. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, exactly.
1: Yeah, that's why I love it. It's it's just it is so perfect. It really yeah. is.
0: And there's some really good lyrics in musical theatre
2: so oh,
1: that has meaning.
0: Um, yeah, wh- I was getting to "Wizard Going Down" because. I was going to say, and I had to sort of work this out of my head. I go, is he? Are they really talking about this guy getting a blowjob? It has to be. It can't of course be anything it, else.
2: Of course it are. I mean, what else is Wizard going
0: down about? don't. <laughs> of course And so as, mu- as much as I, I didn't understand it, I was starting to understand it. And look, for me, the music is a little bit because it's not my it's not my genre. And I think one okay. of the things because I'm, I'm a metalhead, and we're and you know we're we're quite simple people yes that i i understand if you're going to do that to heavy music to, and and to me that makes sense because you're expecting this is heavy and this is going to be a little bit out there and this is going to be crazy the music on this is beautiful and it's there's it's such a great there's some very cool and if i'm going to go back to set the sails the saxophone in that oh, i just yes. absolutely love cuz saxophone's such a there's nothing cooler kids boys if you want to if you want to get the girls play the saxophone forget about the guitar play the saxophone it's a very very cool instrument get a sax and a perm <laughs> i don't know about, I know about the perm i don't know about the Sorry, perm. i'm shutting
1: well, up you though. know
2: we have to give credit here to michael starabin who was the um orchestrator and yeah. brought all those wonderful people in
0: so did you have did you have the live orchestra orchestra pit for, yes, th- for the show okay three, three for the whole so show So they weren't weren't on stage uh,
2: it wasn't uh, I'm sorry uh, we had a live orchestra yep. on stage oh, on stage. stage okay yeah yeah,
0: yeah. 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 okay which yeah. is yeah that's pretty that's pretty cool
2: and the interesting thing is that the saxophone player was a man named Michael Tanner okay. and I don't know if you have ever heard of Auntie Mame
1: no oh yes yeah,
2: yeah. well yeah. the Michael in Mame that Auntie Mame takes care of at the end or, or actually okay. think, is that saxophone no at the very end at the very end the, oh wow the, the grandchild that she takes to india is that saxophone player michael tanner who ultimately became a doctor and is now like you know the head of bellevue in um wow. in the City. yeah
1: okay there you it go was kids played by angela lansbury who then went on to introduce you at the tony's so that is a uh <laughs> That is a six There's degrees the, of inception there not, right There now. is
0: not even six degrees. There can't be six degrees. <laughs> yeah, okay, it always, it always comes back. Right anyway, more in trousers. Okay, so we're moving on from the from the blowjob and I got that. Here, here's one I really, really struggled with. And I think I struggled with the title of it straight away as much as the, the content, which is The Rape of Miss Goldberg. And because that's, rape is such a strong word... And I'm thinking, how is is this a metaphor for? And, and am I completely missing it? Here's a 14 year old kid that's hitting on his teacher. And as a as a former 14 year old boy, yes, we all had that teacher that we had a crush on. Um, so hello to my former maths teacher in high school, and I won't name you. Um, but, <laughs> oh, but you. we all had a crush on her. Let's be honest. That that I I really. Uh, yeah. I really, I really, really struggled with with that. Okay,
2: I I think that the the word uh, rape for for a long time was taken in a in a metaphorical sense. Like, look at the Fantastics, you know. There's that whole big rape scene in the Fantastics, which now they they take out. I don't think the rape of Ms. Goldberg is a physical rape I think it's uh, exactly what you said I think it's a metaphorical rape. I think when yeah. he takes off her glasses he's basically bearing her persona which she has kept undercover So I, I don't think it's a, a physical act I, I, I don't so you know relax relax yeah. relax <laughs> relax, <laughs> relax Marvin relax
3: and,
0: and again I think it all comes into that here's a here's a, a young a young boy who doesn't know where he fits. Am am I gay? Am I straight? My hormones are completely out of control. Um, right. Yeah, I just spend as you know most teenage boys do, just spend most of their teenage years just floundering around trying to find where to fit in. Um, yeah. And, and some do and some don't. So what really? I I
2: don't, I, I don't think it's a physical. Yeah. rate. I really I'm okay. Don't. Okay. I I'm,
0: I'm back. I've, I'm stepping back off the ledge. I, the I, I
2: think it's two people. Actually, becoming naked emotionally to each other.
0: Yeah, yeah. I'm not. I'm not it sure. Ms.
2: Very, very scary.
0: Because that, that thats you know when I when I first listened to it, and that's kind of a little bit jarring when it's in your headphones and it's a nice sunny day and you're walking down the street and you're listening to this <laughs> this new musical, and then you say the Rape of Mrs Goldberg Act One. I'm like, okay, what the hell am I listening to? So okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna move I'm gonna <laughs> move on for that. Um. <laughs> Another another one. Marvin takes a shower, or Marvin takes a victory shower. Scrubby, dubby, dubby. Scrubby.
3: <laughs> Just, I do love those I lyrics. Just some of the most so
0: ridiculous silly. words that um, yeah. that you can. And and this is coming from a metalhead. And believe me, we know ridiculous better than anyone. But that is that is pretty ridiculous. And I'm thinking, I look I, honestly, I think. I do this and all of these musicals that I'm listening to and passing my opinion on. I I think I do them all a disservice by not actually being able to see them. I think I miss a lot of it because I'm just listening to the, to the soundtrack and without the whole visual and everything, you don't get the, the feeling and get the whole meaning for it. And I was like, what the hell, why is this guy taking a shower? And why are we singing about it? Um, so I, why not, <laughs> which is not an answer. Why not? is not an answer. Is it? No, that, okay. Sorry. It's like, what? I don't, I don't understand. I, I don't really I have don't an understand.
2: answer to that, but I do know that shortly before he wrote that song. I, I used to write songs back in the day. We actually, Billy and I actually wrote, wrote a couple together. And I had written a song called I Sing the Blues in the Shower. It's the only place oh, where does. I can be alone. And oh. it was like a, a <laughs> you know, sort of a country western song. And like two days later, he had written Scrubby WW. Dovey Dovey, so, <laughs> so I'm like going, oh, that's great. <laughs> All right.
0: <laughs> that, who doesn't sing in the shower? Come on. Yeah, some, but do you sing the blues? In I the don't shower? sing the blues in the shower, <laughs> there you go. I, but I do love I do love the reverb of the shower. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and right down to the last song, which is the title of it, "In Trousers," I literally have no idea how this fits in. Although it is in when you when you look up the the song list, it's "In Trousers" and in parentheses, "The Dream." So it's obviously a dream. I don't. I don't get where trousers come from, and I'm just. I was just confused with people singing about trousers because I just got over being confused about someone in the shower. So <laughs> I was just. <laughs> no, just...
2: the shower? come much earlier. Were you on shuffle or something? Oh. The Shower comes way before that. All right. yeah.
0: I could look. Go I. <laughs>
2: Were like, you on shuffle? Could have been. No, he does I try. This. I try he not. He
0: does this every week. What's?
1: Oh
2: my god! <laughs>
0: Maybe I don't he get just... it because I don't listen. To... I thought well, it was
1: Gareth. When when people have a shower, right? When people have a shower, they get out and they put their trousers on. So I don't know why you're questioning that thing. <laughs> <Yeah. or.
2: laughs> but I don't think those two are next to each other, are they?
0: No, really? I do. I do. I, well, after. Well,
2: you know, I happen to have the album. Yeah, have a look.
0: At, have a look. Have
3: a, have
2: yeah. a, where does it?
0: What does it say? I think there's I is have a,
2: to put my glasses on. There is
0: a song between it. I think there's a song, Another Sleepless Night, which made no sense to me either. That's
1: not the first 12 inch in trousers oh, I've no. seen. It's
2: oh, yes, another sleepless night. You're right. It is. So he's taking sleep. a shower before he goes to bed. He's gone to bed.
0: Hasn't been
1: and able I to get he, to sleep.
2: I think he's becoming a man, don't you think?
0: Ah, uh, in trousers. That's that's, people, yeah, that's, a, that's that what that I
2: take
3: what it from it. isn't
2: it that he's decided that he wants to be a man under his own rules like he can sleep with guys sure i mean isn't that what it is i mean
0: okay i'm okay with that
2: (laughs) i just why sleep in
0: why sleep in trousers but if you're going to sleep with someone who wears trousers sure no
2: but no but he's not he's not sleeping in trousers he took a shower no he, he he goes okay he takes the shower and he He takes a victory shower because he's decided i'm going to be myself and then he he tosses and turns but then he has the dream in trousers Hmm. and he's decided who he is how's that
0: let's see allison if i had you at the start (laughs) of this Okay. I think one of the things that I always find quite interesting is okay. musical musical theater the music itself is quite okay. it is kind of quite upbeat and, and it's a little bit campy and and that sort of thing and then just for me I I just sometimes I think is is this really being serious because we're just bouncing along here with this wonderful music and it's all very it's all very you know this is this is why I'm still learning and just oh, come to work, on. Work imagine out the imagine
2: if the, there were different orchestrations. Imagine if Sid Vicious was singing, <laughs> Scrubby, dubby, dubby, look at Marvin, take a shower. Look at Marvin, take a shower. Scrubby, dubby, dubby, dubby. I mean, come yes. on. I think I think Alice
0: Cooper <laughs> Alice could do it, actually.
2: And Alice Cooper or Till Lindemann in German. You know, it's like oh. there's definitely a punk <laughs> appeal to... Yeah trousers yeah they're definitely I mean, it was
1: 79 like yeah, that's when punk. Was, yeah that's when I punk mean, was was coming up so
2: really and some of those songs they're just crazy ass
1: yeah alright I didn't high school ladies at I... high
2: school ladies at 5 o'clock high school ladies at 5 o'clock yeah. you know <laughs> It
3: Let's think, think about it it's that. so, so Perfect. vicious i mean
2: it yeah. is it's there it's crazy stuff it's not oh. orchestrated that way because we were doing no. musical theater but yeah there's definitely an anarchic quality about in in trousers that it has nothing to do with march of the falsettos or falsetto land or the compilation falsettos in trousers is crazy mm, It and is. that's yeah. why it's so great
0: all right i'm under i'm understanding i wasn't getting the craziness yeah. at all so Dude, it's... what's
2: the what's the nausea before the game who has ever used the word nausea in like <laughs> yeah. any kind of popular culture yeah. song ever
1: yeah. now about yeah. that song um that to yeah, me is a sitcom theme song Every time I hear it, I picture the opening credits of a sitcom theme. I, clearly, I'm the only one here, so yeah, I'll that,
2: that sitcom is only going to last six episodes and then it's going to be pulled,
1: you know? yeah. <laughs> probably, but still, yeah. like, he, like, it so has that, that it. quality of it like uh, the greatest American hero that type of sound to it. That's what I hear when I hear
2: it. And when we did it on stage, we were doing like football moves you know oh, really? like the, the three girls were acting like we were playing football you know and it's it's him just being like i don't want to have to kiss this girl i, I yeah. don't want to have to have sex with this girl yeah this is not what i want
3: to do yeah. yeah and then
2: you have the corollary you jump forward to love me for what i am and it's like this woman who realizes i am losing this man
0: mm. Mm, yeah
2: it's all right i don't want to convince you no I just, it's, what i feel about this show i just yeah. i feel it's just it's so clear it's yeah
0: so, <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah well you've got the record uh,
2: uh do i now do I how about- uh, can yes. i
0: can i ask you Alison, how long have you had that Amazing. have you well, had that
2: since well, since it was uh, published, I guess it was 1970. Wow, nice! I think I might have two or three of them. If you ever find them in a uh, thrift store, buy oh, it because will... they're worth like 600 bucks. <laughs> I will. Uh... I will grab one. Yeah,
0: it's great. I will it's grab great. one.
2: Yeah.
0: So you went. You went through the. You went through the vinyl. We had. We all had vinyl. And then it went out of fashion, and now it's back again. And so... now it's
2: back in fashion. Rammstein. Yeah. They I've, do vinyl yeah. records. They
0: do. I've got Sangsucht on um, picture discs. <laughs> oh,
2: Sangsucht is such a good album. That was my oh, first that
0: them. was my first Rammstein album. Um, that oh God, where I discovered them.
2: But uh I, I I just I love those guys. I love them. Have you so, seen them live?
0: On. No. They were slated to come and then huh, you know, global pandemic.
2: Pandemic. Uh, they're spectacular. Yeah, I, mean, I it's I mean,
0: it's one thing it's that
2: every, it's everything you've ever yeah. wanted, uh, <coughs> theater or music,
0: yeah, or yep.
2: anything, yeah, <laughs> amazing. Yeah,
0: it's yeah. I, look, I've seen you know, I've I've seen live videos and your DVDs and that sort of thing, but it's obviously not the yeah. same. But it's oh, one of those things God. that I think there was this collective groan of every fan in Australia when we realized that Ramstein, yeah. who was supposed to be here this year, um, yeah. just, just weren't going to come. And it was just like, they
2: got They got to so keep safe. Close. And I think, I think uh, uh, Till had COVID.
0: Yes, yeah. he did. Yeah. He did. Yeah. So, 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 you know, so hopefully. Gotta
2: keep, you know, we got to keep Till healthy. We got
0: to keep, yeah, we got to keep so many people healthy. Just
2: But s- that's a pretty safe. healthy guy.
0: He, he's a big guy. He's a fit guy. He's
2: a big guy.
0: Yeah. Know? Have you, have you ever met him?
2: No, I wish. Oh, my God. Oh, actually, I'd be too scared. So, no, I don't. Really, I, don't I don't ever want to meet him because I'd be too scared. I'm just like, I'm like a fangirl. Yeah, <laughs> like, I, I said and that. It's like Mandy Patinkin. Eh, I, don't care. I love him. You know, him. But like Till Lindemann. Till
0: Lindemann. <laughs> I, Mandy Patinkin's great. I love him. He's just no, such a, he's great. Such I, a, I
2: did see it. I did Secret Garden with no. him. You know? He's it's a, got such yeah. an amazing
0: voice. It's so, yeah, I love
3: it.
2: He does. I yeah, but Tills is better.
0: I used, to be, <laughs> I used to be Don't Meet Your Heroes, and then I met Rob Halford from Judas Priest and interviewed him.
3: Uh, oh, um, Lovely.
0: Two years ago. Yeah, wow, well, now two years ago. And he was just the loveliest guy, just walked in and made you so comfortable. They're
2: just guys that are doing their job. Exactly. Know, well, that's the thing it. that kills me about Rammstein is everybody thinks, oh, they're neo Nazis or you know anarchists. Okay. It's a, no, no, no. But no. no. they are, are family guys. They yeah. all have children. Yeah. They're all you know you know family men.
3: Yeah. yeah.
0: Hey, yeah. people, it's a show. <laughs> we're just yeah, we're just putting yeah. on a show. We're yeah, putting they're
2: on. putting on a show. That's it. Yeah. Anyway,
0: I'm just gonna tell you, I stro I struggled within trousers just gen- okay. generally. Um. So, you know, would I? I would I go and see it? I don't. I don't know if I would. I don't know if I'd go and see it if it. That's okay. If it came out again, it's. It's. I don't think it's really kind of.
2: I don't think it's gonna. I. You know what? I think that that was a bubble in time. Yeah. And they keep changing it every time they try to fix it. They make it worse. So I, I think that. That album is actually the most you're ever going to get out of that show. But the odd thing is, is that I have in my possession pictures. I have contact sheets of the original in trousers. So it's like, it's like a, a stereopticon in time, you know, going back in time. And it's an astonishing physical production because at the end, the, throughout the entire production, it was very very minimalist. Uh, there was a giant. Venetian blind, like, you know, we're talking 20 feet high and 10 feet wide on uh, the stage. And then at the end, in the uh, dream, the in trousers, the dream, living in trousers, you know, that whole thing, the girls all went behind the Venetian blind and we went through a back exit and then they raised the Venetian blind to a completely clear stage we had disappeared oh so the girls nice. in his, his life had Evolga, yeah. yeah
0: yeah oh. yeah it yep. was
2: beautiful it was a yep. mean, people were like oh. yeah
0: <laughs> it's it it, that's one thing i discovered when i was sort of looking into it there has been different versions of it and they've added songs and yeah and, and you're you saying no forget
2: forget all the added songs the yep. only in is is the houses on the original cast? Yeah, am yep. There, cousin, agree. there I'm, it is. There it is, people. Pri- I'm primary source, so
0: there you go. Yeah, don't don't argue. Don't don't argue.
1: <laughs> That's how I feel about a new brain. Um, the original compared to the recent one, I feel like they added too much into that. Yeah, you know, but the first don't, one don't, with don't with don't Mary mess. in it
0: is
3: don't yeah, exactly.
0: Mess don't, me mess don't, don't mess with mess. it. Don't mess. Yeah, it. yeah. George Lucas and Star Wars, but anyway. Yeah. <laughs> 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 stop messing stop messing with it well,
2: oh, I'll, I'll put, I'll put i hope now. that i have opened your eyes in some way to
0: oh, look it's been look this is this has been fantastic as as i was admittedly a little okay. bit nervous um coming <laughs> coming face to face with the original cast member but you know it's been so it's been such an honor and it's been amazing just to hear your thoughts and and on just explaining what's what's going on cuz i honestly have no no freaking idea so but you know what i will say is i think this story much like so many is it's still relevant today and you could you know you could put it on again as it is might not be my thing but there will be and i think this is when you're saying there's all these 15 year old kids and and teenagers that are still loving loving it it. um it's because it's it's still
2: relevant and you see this astonishing group of of people that have glommed onto this thing that happened yeah. what 42, 43 years ago. It's it's amazing. Oh, it's was amazing. It that long ago? <laughs> but I think it's about you know yeah insecurity and trying to find yourself and realizing that other people have had the same kind of insecurity and the same problems in trying to yeah. find themselves. And yeah. you know they're sitting yeah. in physics yeah. class. Yeah you know, drawing pictures of me and Mary and Chet and Joanna. It's like crazy. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, seriously? seriously? That is great. I, I yeah. have never seen that kind of a psychological reaction to a show. And, you know, I've done like
0: a, yeah. a, a lot of yeah. shows,
2: but this one resonates in a way. And I think it has to do with the fact that it deals with, a you know, pubescent kid. That is really, really Mm, trying mm -hmm. to find out what the hell is happening. And a lot of the itchiness that you heard in, you know, how Marvin eats his breakfast, how, uh, you know, Marvin (laughs) takes a shower. It's like, these are the normal things in life. But, you know, Marvin approaches these things in this antic way. He's trying for normality. It's not happening. You know? Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. And now I understand I'm wearing a hat. Marvin takes a wife because he's like, here I am now I'm normal. Well, he's
2: he's trying to i my hat normal, on. I've got my normal hat on. He, he's married. He's
0: yeah. Gay. yeah I'm putting my I'm putting he's my heterosexual he's hat married,
2: on. wearing a, a woman. Yeah. And he's gonna make her life, you know, Man. not particularly nice. And he's gonna yeah. live with her. Yeah. He's living a lie. Just, and it's like, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, it's it's very sad, what he did to out I hope she survived. <laughs>
0: I actually found a nice straight uh, yeah. guy that did but, the right you know, thing by so her. Yeah, really there like
2: there is like two more
0: held. to go. So yeah, so this is this is yes. the first of a trilogy.
1: Yes. So there's two more stories to go. Is it? Yeah. Oh, what? No. Is it
2: the first? Is it the? Yes. The oh not? yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, it's only been done <laughs> yeah. as a trilogy, uh, very, very few times, because nobody knows what to do right. with trousers. <laughs> Leave in trousers alone. <laughs> And do it the way it was originally done. Don't Just, make it into a narrative. It's a fever dream. That's all I can say, and yeah. that's the charm. All of right. In trousers. I mean, I have... here's my chance to survive the night. I love and that it's song. Kind of deep. Yeah. Can't you imagine Till singing it in German? <laughs> in German. That'd be
0: yeah. Everything. <laughs> everything. Yeah. I've got I've got some German friends, and they would um they would obviously they would speak german to their children and they all spoke both english and german and when they would tell their kids off in german and i would turn around to my kids and say you're lucky we're not german because getting told off in german sounds twice as bad as getting told off in english so and and it did it didn't matter what it was so
2: any other Um, any other questions about in trousers have i scared you
0: (laughs) i'm just yeah i'm i'm terrified i'm terrified I got an education, and that hasn't happened since I left high, uh, high school. Maybe, so. But thank, thank you so much, Alison. I'm...
2: Oh, it's been lovely.
0: I do, I do apologise for sleeping through, but it was. Um, I, think it was a...
2: I, I have forgiven you.
0: Thank you. Uh, look, don't feel bad. I,
1: I accidentally slept through my cousin's wedding because I didn't and want to go. I a so.
2: a chemistry uh, uh, exam once.
3: I <laughs> did so
2: I it happens I uh, and, I, and Aaron and I had a lovely chat together I did so yes,
1: I, I look I, I had I my Broadway it. idol all to myself yes yeah, so I, I I an, I know an I impromptu performance of a, a song from a Mary Poppins musical that never happened and <laughs> Merry Christmas to me yeah, like that's right. thank you so much. I'm so okay.
0: incredibly they say yes. not to meet your idols
1: but you
2: send I, me the links because yeah. I would love to share this with my in trousers yes. fan art people yeah,
0: oh, that would be amazing. Yeah, that would be great. Don't 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 hate me in trousers people, please. I'm <laughs> Oh, no, hate him. Hate I,
2: him. I Send him all the hate. Hello,
0: just give it... I I look I'm all for constructive criticism. And you know, you can hate me. I don't. You...
2: Yeah, just imagine Doom Schneider playing the drums on all of those songs, okay? All right. right? Yeah. Everybody. Oh, do the it's bed. just Right? It'd, be
0: fan- it'd be fantastic.
2: It'd be
3: awesome.
2: Yeah.
1: Uh, before uh, before we go, again, thank you very much, Alison, for joining us. Uh, have you got anything to plug? You got an album out, I believe?
2: <laughs> I, have lots, uh, of I have lots of albums. You so, got lots of
1: albums? I have New uh, York
2: Romance and I have Men in My Life. My most recent album is something called Tennessee Williams Words and Music. Ooh. Which it is, is It American is exquisite. Oh, I love that you listen to it. Um, That's beautiful. It really it gorgeous? is. And what it is, is it's the songs that Tennessee Williams put in his plays that you have to go to ASCAP and get the rights for the uh, songs in order to do the plays. Uh, for example, when uh, uh, Blanche is in the bathtub in Streetcar Named Desire, she sings It's Only a Paper Moon. And it's this lovely collection of these songs uh, knitted together with beautiful text from Tennessee Williams and an incredible uh, New Orleans band led by Alison Leighton Brown. It's gorgeous. Beautiful. I I love that album.
1: Le Come Rose, was it? That one was just...
2: Come Le Rose. That's that's gorgeous. The Italian. Absolutely
1: stunning. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And they're all available like on CD Baby, I think. You know, stuff,
1: something like that. Yeah. On well, Spotify, where all good music is sold. And well, Spotify, Spotify
2: doesn't pay a lot
0: to... Mm. A lot doesn't it? Go and buy the physical copy, also? people. Yeah, buy,
1: buy the physical yeah. copies. And we need and to, is it on, yeah, is, you know, it on yeah, vinyl? Just, is it on vinyl? It's,
2: that one's not on vinyl. Oh. I think... Uh, That'd sound You know beautiful what? I don't vinyl. think any of my solo albums are on oh, okay. vinyl. okay. That's kind of sad. Maybe I should do yeah, uh, but I
0: think you need to talk to your management. Yeah. I'm just
2: saying. Till it No. Come on. Billy...
0: Kids are buying the vinyl.
2: Okay, I'll do it. I'll do it. It's, it's been lovely talking to you. Please send me it the link so Anna. I can yep. spin it around, okay? Thank thank you welcome so back much.
1: anytime. Thank you so and much for, for joining and let's, us. Let's, and let's Merry talk talk. Christmas.
2: Oh, Merry Christmas to you too. Yes. You know what? Yep. We're calling it in America now because, you know, we have such a fucked up government that, yeah. you know, the virus is. <laughs> Not has for long. Run we Not call long. it, we, we're like squashing all the holidays together and calling it. <laughs> Merry, happy, thanks, Miss Kwanzaa. Oh, nice. Okay? okay, that's what we call because we're all stuck at home and yep. days yep. just move into each other, and we're really, really jealous of your government. Okay, do I say chukas? Uh, yeah, chukas means
1: full house, but uh, or we oh, could say okay. huru.
2: Well, you know, for us, it is a full house right now, right? Yes, okay. well,
1: then chukas, uh, yeah, basically, good luck.
2: It's uh, a or good on ya. Good on you, or,
1: uh, yeah, we say good hooroo to say goodbye. Hooroo. Hooroo.
2: It's been a it's been a pleasure.
1: It has for me too. Anyways I'll, ciao I'll ciao. talk to you soon.
0: <laughs> Thank you.
1: I got say ciao ciao. Very
0: good. Isn't she lovely? She is she's amazing. Yeah. She, oh my god, she can sing. Oh her voice is her voice is stunning. Isn't oh, it? I don't wanna I said that
1: the the, the the peaks and valleys in her voice are, are just, just I
0: can imagine. You, see, she's got you a little. she's got a little breaks. bit of a Dolly Parton to me. She's got a bit of a Dolly Parton. So yeah, Tennessee Williams, she would she would smash that out of the park.
1: Did you listen to the album I no, sent you? No,
0: I didn't because i to got so oh much my God. shit I'm listening to. It's I The last thing beautiful. I listened to, <laughs> I listened to in trousers again just to try and work out the fuck was going on. But, <laughs>
1: Oh it's it's so wacky.
0: See, you're um, just an asshole because you give me shit that's important <laughs> with music I don't like apart from a saxophone. So that sucks.
1: Well, it's it's look it's about education and it's about <laughs> introducing <laughs> these smaller shows to everybody. It's about getting the points on the board. We didn't get to a score.
0: We didn't get Easter to a score. Recording? I was look, I, I was giving it 2 out. Yeah, we are. I'm giving it 2 out of 10. I uh, know, 2 out of 5. It? Which is better two than out two out of five. ten. I'm giving it two out of five. Oops, did three. I say thank you? I did say thank you. you did we thank? I did say her. Merry Christmas. I did say Merry Christmas. It was yeah. She's so she's wonderful.
1: Isn't she just? They say not to meet your idols, but no. I just met my idol twice. Yeah, met her twice. In two
0: days. She was so gracious to come back the next day. I mean, I was so shocked and honoured, even just at the gesture. Yeah, I know. I heard it. I listened. I listened to it while you were while you were. Rip, rip! Why well, you were ripping on me for not turning up? Well, she was, so it was fun. <laughs> she was. She was. Oh, you she missed. Oh, always scared. Yeah. So. Um, you can never <laughs> ever God. give me shit again. But I'm here now, yeah. Oh, because I can't. Do you know what? It, yeah, it doesn't matter. I can't tell time, and I'm shit with. I'm shit with numbers. So.
1: It's it's fine. It was a. It was our first time. At least it happened on our first time, and not
0: yeah. our hundredth guest. Yeah. Yeah, because that's but, a worry at least it at least it happened with someone yeah. <laughs> understanding and
1: in lockdown i know and how, oh my god she was with both chip and mary today is, and then that's very she cool. with us on our pathetic little show <laughs> oh my god what is my life
0: yeah i've got to go because i've got i've got um well lunch is in two hours but i've got to go and do my final christmas shopping for f- food so if I don't get my food done, there will be no food. Oh uh, yeah! Oh yeah! I want fried chicken.
1: <laughs> Got a movie to watch on Christmas Day. Hey, thank you very much. What are you watching? Soul.
0: I don't know what that is. I don't know. Soul.
1: A Pixar film. Yeah, okay. yeah, you're gonna have to watch this one. It's about a musician that dies, oh. uh, or he gets in a coma, and his soul gets trapped in the sort of the purgatory type yeah. place. And um, it's about. Uh, it looks fucking fantastic. Jamie Fox and Tina Fey. Okay. In, in the voice roles pixar always quality we are, so
0: we are watching a sunburnt christmas on stan which, uh, is, yeah. which is an australian film and okay i was going to ask yes is that she's already seen it a half a million times so Um, is that why I've seen it talked about lots on her Twitter (laughs) (laughs) I always know when she's worked on something yeah she always she always promotes even the stuff yeah yeah, she always promotes the stuff that she's worked on because you know it's Australian and we need the
3: yeah why not we need the
0: arts and we need the film industry and you know that's it I I completely agree Um, the next thing she'll be promoting is the Wiggles so look out
1: (laughs) (laughs) that's okay as long as Emma's still in it Emma's still there yeah oh good yeah that's all right, then. Yep. All, all right. right. And on that note, Emma gonna wiggle out of here. A special thanks again to Alison Fraser for joining us. Make sure to follow us on Twitter at ThrashinTreasure. Follow us on Patreon at Blooming Theatricals. Also by The Tonnison Tales to help keep us afloat. Make sure to go follow Alison at Alison Frazier on Twitter. Check out her albums. Support local theatre. Support musicians. Support artists. You take care, have a Merry Christmas, and we will see you next time.
0: Okay. Hoorout.